Hi, this is uh, Jack Kelly, CEO, founder of WeCruiter, and I guess when I say founder of the WeCruiter podcast, yeah, why not? All right. Hey, today, we might have to cut it short because, as I'm sure you're aware, it's a conjunctivitis going on. Coronavirus. Co- corona- <laughs> coronavirus? Is that, is that how it's? Coronavirus. Like the, like the beer? Right. Okay. So, so I don't know. Like, if you've been watching it as I have, it's kind of scary. You know, like you see people falling down on their face, people with masks on, those like uniforms that look like they're stormtroopers. So I don't know what's going to happen. You know, if it's, you know, they said in New Jersey, I think they found a case already. That's where we're in New Jersey, which is really interesting because I think it started in Wachung, China. And like Wachung is a town over. So we're ready. So, so hopefully the virus doesn't hit us. We're going to be good and we can have this podcast. So one of the biggest things that people ask me about when they're looking for a job, they'll say, hey, Jack, what do I do about my LinkedIn profile? Hey, what do I do about my resume? And I think when people are starting to look, that's their biggest priorities. Hey, how am I going to really make my LinkedIn profile shine? How am I going to make my resume really reach out to people so they want to hire me? And I think they get so stressed out about it that it's procrastination. They don't do anything about it. Or they just get it done, and that's it, just to get it over with. And it, it's kind of a half-assed version of what they could do. So what I'd like to do is give you a really quick, very brief, here's what you do for the LinkedIn profile and for the resume. Okay, you guys with me so far? So the thing is this. It's not that complicated. We make it more complicated than it is. Let's start with LinkedIn. Now, to be fair, before we go into LinkedIn, in full disclosure, I just, you know, we just launched a startup, WeCruiter, which is a social media platform that connects, you know, mid to senior level executives with recruiters, and there'll be elements of crowdsourcing and what have you. So it's not exactly like LinkedIn. It's kind of all the good stuff that, you know, LinkedIn is shying away from because LinkedIn has become this big monster now. So we're trying to bring it where there's more humanity, more connection. So I just want to get out of that way because I don't want anyone to think that I'm saying one thing or whatever because, you know, I have some conflicts, if you will. So once, once you know, the lawyers asked me to say that. Here's what you got to do with LinkedIn. Real super simple. Let's start with a photo. You have to get a normal looking picture. I have no idea why people think it's okay to have these, you know, goofy pictures. And when I say goofy, I don't mean like, you know, making faces. I mean goofy, like you have, a, you know, this dude with clearly his girlfriend's arm wrapped around his shoulder and you see kind of that hand dangling there because he tried to crop her out. It, we get it. You have a girlfriend. You don't have to show us. I don't know what value it adds. You have people who have their sports team, the logos. They'll have a picture of their car, their boat. They'll have a fuzzy picture. They'll have a picture of themselves from 20 years ago. So it, it, that's one of the easiest things to do. Just get a really nice headshot. And then I'll tell you this. Not only a headshot, this, this might sound, you know, kind of, you know, never thought of this, but you want to have a picture where you look friendly and nice and approachable. You know, a lot of times, particularly guys, man, they'll have a picture and they, like, just give this, you know, they give a scowl. Like, they're like, uh, I'm a tough guy. Or, I, I got to tell you, women, too, you notice, they try to, I don't have this look as if, you know, hey, I'm a professional, which is great, but I, I find as a recruiter, after doing this for, like, 25 years, is that you want a photo, a picture that is approachable. 
So when picture yourself, right? If you're if you're a recruiter, if you're a hire manager, or an HR person, and you see, um, you know, you're looking at profiles. Do you want to find someone who looks angry, who looks, you know, aggravated, who has a dopey, out of focus picture? Uh, they have a picture of their sports team, what have you. You know, like what's up with that? I mean, you would still call that person if they were good for the job. You'd hit them up, you know, and send a message to them on LinkedIn or get in contact. But you're going to feel like the initial first impression isn't the best. Why not if you have a good, tight picture that you look happy, you look, you know, professional? It's perfect. Because as a recruiter, when I see that, my whole tone changes. So if I see somebody with a really great, you know, photo, I feel way more comfortable sending them a message, calling them. And it's so weird because they could be a jerk. You know, they could be the biggest moron, you know, terrible person in the world. But, you know, what? I'm looking at, hey, this person seems nice. And then I'm going into that conversation feeling, oh, this is a really good person. And I, I want to deal with this person. Conversely, I'll still get in touch with the other one, but I'm coming across it from a different, you know, different perspective. So that's one. Second is you have to really fill out and flesh out your profile. You know, a lot of people do it almost like passive aggressive. They'll put something on a little here, a little there, whatever. And, and what good does that do? Again, you have to design the LinkedIn profile as if it's on Google and you want someone to contact you. You want to SEO it. You want to search engine optimize it. You want to make it so that if you're, let's say, a tax accountant in New Jersey, you know, dealing with Fortune 500 companies, you want to have in your LinkedIn profile all the buzzwords so that if a hiring manager, an HR person, you know, just someone who's networking, a recruiter, they could search and you'll come up. So if they're looking for to fill a job in New Jersey for somebody who's a tax accountant who deals with Fortune 500 companies, bang, you're popping up right away. Now, if you only have just, just a kind of half-assed way of doing it, they're not going to see it. They're not going to find it. Or you're going to be buried with, you know, 100 other accountants. So you want to make sure when you design it, think in terms of LinkedIn not only as a you know, profile, but this is a marketing document. You're selling yourself. You're marketing yourself. You know, you're putting yourself out there. You know, you know, I am the best at what I do. And here's why the best I'm doing. And then you put like bullet point, bullet point, bullet point showing why I am so good at what I do and why you should hire me. And then you could also tailor it. You know, you could have your one regular, you know, LinkedIn, but then if you're, let's say, applying for a certain kind of job that maybe is a reach and you don't do everything exactly you're looking for, try to kind of, you know, position it where it looks like you do, you know, so you can kind of move it around. But the key is you really want to put that LinkedIn profile, particularly the, first, the, the most recent job you have, right? The most recent job you have, you have to have it strong. You want it tight because that's what they're going to look at. They're going to look and say, here's what, you know, Nicole is doing, you know, at such and such firm. Here's this responsibility, that responsibility, and so on. Let me give you a little hack while I'm saying that too. If let's say there's this awesome job you want and you're like, this is great. You could always then look at the job description and say, I'm going to put those elements into my LinkedIn profile, you know, because maybe you have it, but you didn't think that someone would be really interested. So then what you could do is put it in there to have it. So you want to have the, the, the top real estate is that big part first, right? So that's the thing. So put it on there. Then the second job equally as important. You want to make sure, once again, you have all the bullet points, what you've done, what you've accomplished. Hopefully you see progression. Because recruiters, hiring managers, HR, they want to see progression. They, it's not sufficient to say, hey, I worked at a place for 20 years. I'm great. Hire me. It's actually the opposite nowadays where they'll say, this person did the same thing for 20 years. How good are they? They've just been doing the same thing for 20 years. Why, did not, why didn't anyone give that person a shot? 
Why didn't anybody say, hey, you deserve a promotion. You deserve a lateral move. So you want to have that, that progression in your career. So after the first two, hopefully the jobs you have will show you know, steady growth up, up the ladder. Um, if you're jumpy a lot, got to find a way not... That's another thing people really don't want to see is like a lot of jump, 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 jump. So somehow if you can combine them together. So you want to have a tight resume. You also want to put, you know, if you went to college and you graduated, you can put on there. Now, here's the deal. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to pretend, you know, that reality is not the reality. There's a lot of ageism. So there's an awful lot of people who say, hey, I don't want to put my age on there because I know they're going to discriminate against me. And they're not wrong. You know, it happens. So use your own judgment. You know, if you feel that if you put when you graduate, it's going to hurt your chances, just leave it off. A rule of thumb is to have the last 10 years on there. So that's fine. So even if you don't have more than 10 years, that's cool. Because also, past 10 years, it starts getting, you know, kind of too far away from the you know, current skills you have. So that's, you know, it's okay not to have it. So let's regroup. Really super simple. You want to have a good photo. The first job, you know, or rather, the current job you have now, the second job, and to a certain degree, maybe the third, really tight. A lot of information about what you do, a lot of information about the type of job you want to have. You want to show progression from job to job. Then the others, put it on there as well, but you don't have to put as much real estate on there. And then you want to put, if you graduate, and you want to have it enough, as I mentioned, that you can do search engine optimization and people could find you. The second part of this uh, podcast is... Uh, the resume. You know, we talked about um, getting a LinkedIn profile, and a lot carries over for the resume. With the resume, studies show that recruiters, HR people, hiring managers spend about 10 seconds on your resume. And the, one of the biggest reasons 10 seconds is this. Lately, with technology, it's so easy to find a job, to send your resume for a job, and flood every, you know, companies, recruiters, hiring managers with the resume. So what ends up happening, these people are just inundated. Pictures like a fire hose that they're trying to drink out of. So even though most big companies have ATS systems that screen it, it's overwhelming. So what happens when you look at a resume, you really don't have that much time because you see so many of them. Because there's not a lot of time that they spend, you have to really capture their attention super quickly. And I'd suggest, similar to what we talked about with LinkedIn, you want to do the same thing with the resume. Focus on the, your recent job, and that's going to take the most real estate on that resume. You want to put down your title, if you're a VP or what have you, add that, your responsibilities, and you want to flesh it out enough so that people can really understand what you do. Oftentimes, a person write the resume that's really conducive to the company they're working with because they throw in jargon, buzzwords, acronyms that no one else knows the hell what they're talking about. You want to make it uniform so that any company would kind of get, okay, this is what Dan does. This is his background. This is experience. So you want to set forth the, you know, the thing you do the most first and then go down in descending order. So you want to say, hey, I specialize in X, Y, and Z. This is my go-to thing. This is where I'm the best at. This is where I'm an expert at, and I know this more than anybody. So you have that, and then you keep listening until you have things that, hey, I do it, but not so great. 
the second part, the second job that you have, or you know, the prior job, you put that down, less real estate than the first. And the reason I'm dwelling on real estate, I can't tell you how many resumes I've seen over the years where someone will have for their most current job two lines, and then the next job two lines, but then maybe jobs they had 10 years ago that have you know, you know, you know, a whole, almost half the page for it. And it's so obvious what happened is they had one version of a resume and they were too lazy to update it. So they just kept it and just, you know, passively aggressively added a few points. So you want to make sure the most is on the recent jobs because that's what's going to catch everybody's attention. They're going to go look at that right away. So you want to have all that, that. When you have a resume, most people have one copy, which, which is nuts. There's no reason for one copy. You have, maybe you have one, like one go-to resume. But today, everything is so specialized. Everything is so nuanced. There's so many niches. When you do a resume, you want to customize it. You want to tailor it. You want to make sure if you're applying for a certain job, you just don't send your regular resume. You want to, you know, you want to kind of play with it that matches what the job description asks for, you know, what's, what's relevant in the company to your business. So you want to make sure you have that resume that you could kind of, you know, move around so that you can make it sing to the people who are looking at it. You get, you're talking to the audience. So if you have that one general resume, it may or may not really make sense when you're sending it to different companies. So you want to have it tight. You want to have the first, you know, your current job, then your second job, and the jobs after that. If you have a whole lot of different jobs, we'll do this in another podcast, but you have to have a way where it doesn't make you look like a job hopper. Because it's rough. When people look at resumes and see job, 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 moving, moving, moving. They're not thinking, wow, this person has a lot of experience in different places. This is great. No, they're looking, all right, what's up? Why did this person move so much? Huh, is there something wrong with him or her? So if you have a lot of jumps, either cue them all together, leave some out. You, we'll talk about this another time, but just to have job, job, job is a killer. You want to put down where you went to school, your degree, as I mentioned with LinkedIn, if you know, you're a little worried about ageism, we'll kind of, like I said, leave that off. But also, there's certain things you want to leave off too. For instance, you may be um, very much into the democratic you know, scene and you, you know, you're you know, knocking on doors for Puta, Peter Puttigigi, but yeah, or Bernie Sanders. So, <laughs> so you may be, you know, Hey, hey, Unadi, I'm here to talk to you about Bernie Sanders. Can, you know, we talk a little about it? And you're thinking, that's great. You know, who doesn't love Bernie Sanders? He's so cute and cuddly and, you know, he's adorable. And, you know, he's like everyone's favorite grandpa curmudgeon. So like, oh, everyone loves him. Yeah, no, because either the Republicans may not like him or the other, you know, if you're supporting Elizabeth Warren or, or you know, Peter Bajajiji or what are the other folks, then you're not going to like him either. So you want to... <laughs> So you want to, so you don't want to really kind of wear it on your sleeve. And then let's say you go an interview, and the person you interview passionately hates Bernie Sanders. Why are you going to put yourself in that situation? You know what's what's more important: your infatuation with a particular candidate, or getting a job, making a nice living, providing for your family. I mean, put it aside. You know, you're not going to go in there and say, you know, fill in the black. I am this religion, and I'm passionate about it, or I am this and. Chill. You're here for an interview on your merits and what you're doing, your background, your education, your schooling, you know, everything you have to offer. Don't bring that in. Same thing with hobbies. I can't tell you how many people put on hobbies that are kind of weird, that kind of, you know, but to me, right, to me, you know, like 
you know, LARPing is kind of, you know, I don't know, you know, playing Quidditch. It's, it's or playing Dun- Dungeons and Dragons. I'm sure they're fine and I have nothing against it, but you don't know who you're interviewing with. You don't know how they perceive you. So why be careful what you do with your hobbies, the same kind of thing. Give you an example. Like if I have somebody who is applying here and I see some of their hobbies, like, hey, I'm a marathon runner, triathlon, and going on and on. I'm starting to then look at, like, how much is this person going to be out of the office running around, like, like 100 miles every day? Is that, I don't know, you know, plants that seed. And why? Why put that, you know, why potentially put something out there that could hurt your job? So be really super careful of your hobbies, of your politics. Uh, another thing, you know, if you have, like, an AOL.com email address. What do you think people are going to think? They're going to think, okay, you're like 100 years old. Is even AOL around? Are you going to get the email? It doesn't exist anymore. When I, when I send an email, is it going to make that like bring, bring sound? Like you, they, there's no need for it. So you want to look at it to, to the resume and the LinkedIn. What, it's your way of showing who you are and why you're so good and why you're so awesome and why you could help this firm. And you don't want to have any extraneous stuff that's going to take away from it. And I got to tell you, that's really, you know, the simple, easy way to do it. I mean, there's always things to add. And if you read articles and hear people talk, they'll drive you crazy with all things to do. But the core, right, the core, this is really meant to just get you jump started. You know, this is for if you've just been procrastinating and you've been putting it off. This is like, hey, easy to do, get it done, work on it. And we can always have a podcast later that goes into more detail, granular detail about it. But this, this gets you up off the couch, get you in front of your computer, get a LinkedIn profile all set up. And then also, once you're doing a LinkedIn profile, you might as well go to, this is a sponsored ad now, you might as well go to recruiter.com and set up a profile there as well. So I hope, I hope this helps. I hope this gives you kind of a really quick feel of what to do. You can definitely get more information on this great book I heard about. It's called You Will Get That Great New Job, Insider Tips from a Top Recruiter. It's by this guy named Jack Kelly. So, and I, I know him really well, and he's a super nice guy, and he's an awesome writer. So that book goes into way, 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 way more detail about all this. So if you read it, you can kind of get you know, more of the nuances in addition to kind of this big picture. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thank you so much for listening and watching, and stay away from the conjunctivitis virus. Thank you.